It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. Murphy, how you doing, Lisa Murphy? I'm great. How are you doing? What happened to your? You got a frog in your throat. What's going on? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, pirate day. Okay. I'd love to be able to really. I wish that was my real voice, um, but it gets too scratchy, so I got to go back to my my regular. Your regular real voice. voice? Uh, <laughs> this is my regular. So, so Lisa Murphy, um, uh, Tash and I went on a, on a little non-work-related 36-hour road trip a couple of weeks ago, and, and we ended up having a, a what I termed uh, carb and booze day, Nice, um, because those are, those are things we try to cut down on to control the calories and all that kind of stuff, but it was, uh, it was nothing but carb and booze, and it was uh, delightful. I think that should not be a carbon national booze. holiday. Not, not carb and booze, carb. <laughs> Carbs and booze. And And, uh, I think that should be, it should be a new holiday. And I think there should be t-shirts available. So uh, uh, are you on that? Okay, go make some. I I just got other things going on. But if anybody wants to make me a a carbon booze day t-shirt, I'll get you the mailing address. Just let me know. Um, So Lisa Murphy, I thought we could talk about the Jennifer Aniston Neuron. I have no idea what you're talking about. Seriously. Okay. I mean, I know who she is. I know she's from Friends. She had that haircut that we all yeah, had in the nineties. Yeah, the the uh, fringe bang, yep. bang, which she did yeah. in her car. Supposedly, supposedly she was going in for the audition and needed a haircut, and she cut her hair like that in the car, and it became the signature look. Huh. Well, that's huh. more about her than I know. Uh, so <laughs> I think it's the only thing about her I know. <laughs> well, this doesn't oh, I think really. She was, married, a- she was married to Brad Pitt, I think, for a while. Well, I mean, weren't we all? Um, I mean. <laughs> He's just delightful. Uh, so it doesn't really have the Jennifer Neron Aniston, the Jennifer, Jennifer Neron Aniston, the Jennifer Aniston Neron doesn't really have a lot to do with Jennifer Aniston, but it does kind of. So in, in 2005, uh, a neurologist, uh, I think she, she, uh, uh, maybe, uh, uh, anyway, a, an Argentinian, uh, neurologist working in at a UK university, was uh, was doing some research and and basically the core of the research is they found that when showing people pictures and th- th- this this was the original study was done with like fourteen people um, showing people picture showing their subjects pictures of people and and paying attention to what was what the brain was doing they found that 
specific neurons, individual neurons lit up when shown a picture of Jennifer Aniston. Now, and, and there were, you say there were 14, like 14 celebrities people were being shown. No, like a, there were like 14 subjects they were testing. Okay. And they, it, they were just showing him these pictures. Um, and it wasn't just Jennifer Aniston here. Um, it was, it was pictures of, of, of other celebrities, other things. And, and what it turns out is there are specific neurons in your brain that get wired to specific things you're exposed to. So you might have a grandma neuron. Um, it's, it's undoubtable that in my head, I have at least one Lisa Murphy neuron so that when I think about Lisa Murphy uh, it it, it, it fires and fires a lot and and Um, a one for carbs and booze as well I'm sure sure (laughs) probably probably multiple Uh, but then listeners to this show literally have childcare bar and grill neurons Okay. That that so so we get our, our brains actually get wired. Specific neurons get wired to the specific things we we are exposed to, um, and so this was first. I think this is really amazing. That th- just think about the technology that is involved in knowing that. Ooh, look, that neuron lit up when they looked at that picture of Jennifer Aniston. Uh, so I think the our ability to look inside the brain compared to what it was 30 years ago is, and I mean, this is almost 20 years ago, um, is, is amazing. But also the magnificence of our brain that things we are exposed to literally get wired into our brains. And sure. so where I thought we could go with this conversation is the, the importance of experience and being exposed to the things. Because the, the people whose brains lit up when they looked at the picture of G- Jennifer Aniston were, were people who were aware of Jennifer Aniston, the people whose brains light up when they when they think childcare bar and grill are people that have been exposed to to this show. So I thought it might be a good jumping off point for for some talk. I well, I'm 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 curious. I have other questions, like like if people did somehow her face register other, like did it register activity in other parts of the brain, like or or can we assume that if they'd never seen Friends or had never seen Jennifer Aniston in a commercial, that they didn't acknowledge it at all, or even though they didn't know who she was, was there some kind of activity like that? That's kind of curious to me. Yeah, well, you, no, my my understanding is that the the activity was due to the exposure to the thing. So you might have a grandma. Right. Um, neuron or a a vodka neuron, so, <laughs> which unfortunately is probably has a lot more myelinization than some of those other ones. Um, <laughs> but no, so then I can infer from your very brief summary of this that if they had never seen her before, then there would not have been any yeah. registered neurological activity there. No, no yeah, firing I, of the neurons, so to speak. Okay. I think they, make- I think they, I think they started calling it the Jennifer Aniston neuron is because Jennifer Aniston is famous and it made good. It made people read the news articles. Sure so. it did. Yeah. So that's, I think that's where that's because probably depending on the celebrity pool, they chose to, that, that would be curious to me. Why did they pick her and not like De Niro? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Why is it? I bet there's a, a De Niro, you know, a De Niro yeah, sure. neuron as well, sure. right? 
right? Sure. So yeah, and and we know this. I mean, all the stuff that we learned about brain development in the '90s. It, I mean, it, it catapulted us into just this whole new level of understanding about you know if the exposure's there, then then it's gonna they're gonna connect, right? They're gonna fire and they're gonna you you use those pathways and it's gonna be like boom, it's like a freeway, um, and that's why it's harder for adults to learn new things because you have to like at you know be very very mindful and intentional. You, I mean, the, the old saying of use it or lose it um, can be very true. And, and so oh. I think, I, I think the, the, the piece I wanted to get into is, is how do we, I, I think it's probably, and look, maybe this is just my, my opinion or bias, but I think it's really important in the early years that we give kids opportunities to bump in to all kinds of information and experiences um, as part of that brain wiring, because I want kids to have a, a gravity neuron and a purple neuron. And, and so the different exposures to these different concepts and ideas and experiences are all part of that, that brain wiring experience. And I'm, I'm afraid in, in more, more adult led, rigid structured environments where kids aren't out twisting and turning and bending and running and jumping and and engaging with the world they're not maybe having as many opportunities to to have experiences well i was just going to say the 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 common denominator there for me in order to make that happen is is choice right so if if i'm creating a space where children can again, to use the word, have that, that autonomy and the agency to go make choices in a rich, engaging environment, and they're not having to do what I think they should be doing, then I think they get those opportunities to do that organically, which isn't to say that I'm not there to add to it or to deepen it or enrich it or extend it or answer questions, but, um, but, but that the children have the choice to make those, right, to choose what they're wanting to do. Yeah, yeah, and this got me thinking about uh, what's their names, Russian Rogan and Rockin' Rogan, uh, and their and their rats, the rat studies, you know, um, you know those guys uh, with the with the rats and the 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 rats and the just the uh, the empty uh, the empty cages and the ones rats with the enriched environments and those compared to the the wild rats when they when they sliced them open and and sliced their little slices of brains and looked at them under the microscope. The free range rats had better the free, brains. The free range rats had more more of those neural connections the the rats in the in the uh the enhanced environments were kind of in the middle and the rats in those kind of deprived environments were 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 deprived and and so um those those rats probably fucking knew nothing about jennifer aniston no nothing at all <laughs> Not nothing at all. i can't remember those guys' names but but one of them he he had free-range rats running around his house with his kids when they were young they like really? pet rats run it just run it i mean i think i thought that i mean that's a that's a researcher there um i'm sure hey kids uh uh little 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 whiskers has to come to the lab with me um <laughs> and then that rat gets his brain oh. sliced open and, right, and like then, where's whiskers? Yeah, but 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 they're all white rab, lab rats, right? So he comes back that evening with a, a different version of whiskers. Uh, I'm just making that up. I don't know if that's exactly what follow happened, through. but he followed through, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
here's here's whiskers oh no he doesn't seem to remember where his food dish is does he um anyway give him a couple days he'll figure it out he'll figure it out uh, uh, so no i agree with that the importance of experiences and it's going to be enriched even more when they're self-selected child-directed experiences i mean this is this has been the theme of our show since you know day one how do we create those kinds of spaces so maybe maybe we start thinking about our environments as what what neurons <laughs> what neuron well that too what neurons am I am what what neurons am I giving kids the opportunity of creating here um, yeah but we also need to remember that although the adults are there as kind of facilitators and support staff like it's not your job like i don't want anybody sitting here like planning you know on monday we're going to work on these neurons making connections and on tuesday we're going to work on these neurons making connections um we're gonna I mean, we're, we're gonna we're gonna watch uh reruns of friends so that we so right, that everybody so has, know a, who has a, everybody has a swimmer neuron so the <laughs> i i think i think if you need to give yourself some kind of a focus after listening to this episode it's more of what kind of experiences are are here what kind of opportunities what kind of invitations are within this space and do i feel like i'm the boss of all of it or am i giving children some free range experiences within this space yeah 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 the other thing that's kind of Tangential, tangentially, is that, that's a word, right? Tangential. 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 I guess a tangential relationship. Isn't that right? That's not right. I think it's tangential. Okay. Like it's, you're off on a tangent, right? It's kind of. Tangential? Tangential? I don't know. Are you we'll sure? call somebody. I'm not sure. No, I'm, I'm just fucking around. You're right. Um, uh, that it, it's kind of related. Is I was now all I'm seeing is like a penis on an axis. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> oh, Lisa Murphy. I recorded an episode not too long ago with our buddy Brett. Um, she was explaining bachelorette parties to me, and oh, I'm the, sorry. The word. <laughs> The word, um, I can't, what was the phrase? Uh, mini penis was, uh, was, was used more on this podcast than it's ever been before. Um, it was uh, because there was, there was mini penis glitter and uh, there was, uh, there was a lot going on. So, uh, so listeners that probably aired before this one, but I'm still having flashbacks. Um, anyway, uh, what I wanted to touch on as I was listening to a podcast, uh, it was a history podcast and, and bra brain and history kind of related. It was this neurologist guy talking and uh, he was basically saying, you know, throughout history, we thought we knew everything. I mean, back in the 1700s, when we were just starting to realize that we we're doing brain stuff, and we thought we thought we had things figured out. And then the 1800s, we thought we had figured figured things things figured out. And and now, even when we're doing things like discovering, the, the, realizing that we can track the activity of individual neurons and and be aware that that our brains are wired this way, we still know nothing, nothing. Uh, uh, when it comes to the brain and and how how we are we are we are just early pioneers still in brain research, and and so we've got to take all of this 
with with a grain of salt. And you, you touched on you know stuff talking about back in the '90s. I remember that. What was that? Um, uh, from neurons, neurons to neighborhoods, neighborhoods back in the day, and everything. And and Clinton did his early childhood. Uh, the, the summit blah, 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 of the White blah, blah, House. So, yeah, and and I mean, they, at that point, they're talking like, well, if we if we get in these little brains early on, we can we can stop smoking by how we the environments we create for kids in the early years and and all that stuff panned out to be bullshit um well you know i actually heard shankoff speak about maybe let's see that came out and i maybe maybe 10 years after that book came out um and he straight up he was the keynoter and i took notes like crazy he said because somebody referred back to neurons to neighborhood he goes that's old news he's like it's old news He's like, we have learned 14, I, I mean, and now I'm paraphrasing him, but he's like, yeah. that it, that was accurate for when we published it. But, you know, as soon as we published it, it was outdated, you know? And I think all good science, all good research to some degree is is obsolete as soon as it's out there. Because if we are- As soon as we know about it. As, well, if you think about it, right? Once we, sometimes once it trickles down, um, you know, they have published follow-up studies or the sequel to the study or of new findings based on the original data, all of that. And, 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 and I think you're, you, you said it very quickly, but I think it's very true. The grain of salt piece, you know, take it with a grain of salt. This, this is maybe true for right now, but this does not mean that it's always going to be true forever. And one of the things that we've touched on very briefly, occasionally through the through the podcast is, you know, how, how does it feel that day when you wake up and you need to realize that something you have held on to for 20 years of your career has, has literally been disproven, you know, with the technological advances or the scientific advances. And that's, that's, that could be a tricky day. Well, and, and I mean, it's still going on um, a, a podcast. What is it? Uh, Huberman Lab is another podcast I listen to. He's a, uh, Huberman, he's a neurologist at, I think, Stanford. Um, and he's got this, this great uh, uh, podcast he does. But um, he was talking on there about the whole left brain, right brain thing yeah. that is Those still- Those neuromyth. Yeah, that we it, it's totally a myth. To. And, and, and still classrooms are clinging to, to that. Uh, is, is there a, a left brain and a right brain? Well, yeah, there's a left this and a left that all, all the time, but um, that distinction. And, and so we, we really need to, to break up with, with kind of those relationships and, you know, 10 years from now, it might Again. not make a fucking difference if there's a, if there's a Jennifer Aniston neuron, but it's still interesting. Well, and I, I think the, the grain of salt thing comes into play. Like it, it, you might not throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak, with left brain, right brain, or with the three learning styles, right? Visual, auditory, and kinesthetic. But but even I started saying in the workshop, like you, you are familiar with this language because we've just been force fed it, but yeah. it doesn't necessarily have that scientific foundation that maybe somewhere along the way we started to think, can it still potentially inform your work? Sure. But don't be going around thinking that this is, you know, 100% the only be all way all end of, you know, managing or being in the classroom. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know what that, I really like? Tell me. I like the fact that uh, at the beginning of the episode, when I say, welcome to the Child Care Buyer Grill, that makes My specific neurons. <laughs> that makes literally, if you listen to the more than five episodes of the show and you've heard heard the opening music to the show and, and, and the introduction, specific neurons in your brain light up. Um, Lisa, I think and probably a, a little bit of a dopamine go 
right? Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) Hey, listeners, I'm sure your brains are just filled with dopamine right now. Um, But Lisa, I think we should start using that to our advantage. I mean, what could we brainwash our listeners into doing? Um, (laughs) You know, we've been around for a long time. Couldn't we, you know, what? No ideas? You don't want to brainwash our listeners? Lisa looks terrified. I think we already did. (laughs) What? I'm already brainwashed. (laughs) (laughs) I drank the Kool-Aid 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 15 years ago. (laughs) Hey, listeners, this has been the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast. Uh, Tip your... Tip your weight staff. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I hope you've got somebody bringing you cocktails while you're while you're listening to the show. Tip your weight staff well. They they work hard for the money. Um, that's also a song that is wired into my yeah. There's a there's a hard for the money uh, neuron in my brain firing right now. Uh, we'll be back soon with another episode. You can find Lisa Murray at Murray, Lisa Murray. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, you have a wrong neuron. You're you're starting to train a new neuron there. Oh, oh no, something wrong fired up. <laughs> okay, you have a Lisa Murphy neuron, and if you need more Lisa Murphy in your brain, go to Ui Dewey Ui <laughs> Jeffrey. <laughs> go to go to HueyLouisDewey.com for more Lisa Murphy. Uh, that's OuiGooey.com for more Lisa Murphy. I'm not even going to try to tell you to f- where to find me because I, if I can't get Lisa right, I'm not going to get me right. Uh, back soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Fuck was that? Oh, that's funny. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.